the next MPB Student Council podcast episode. With social media, it's always important to understand if you don't repost it, you don't like it, they won't give it to you. But if you do like it and repost it, then they're going to give you more of them because that's how the algorithm works. So I think it can have a negative impact on you, but only if you let it. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. Powered by MPB, this is Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. Welcome to Chalkboard Chat, where we focus on topics about all things education in Mississippi. I am your host, Dr. Tara Y. Wren. Class is now in session. Today, our topic is Mississippi Military Star School Program. The Mississippi Department of Education, under the direction of Governor Tate Reeves, created this program to recognize schools that support children of military families. The Military Star School Program helps students' education and social-emotional transitional challenges. We have with me today to talk about this very important program, Ms. Tammy Crissetti, Director of Curriculum and Instruction with Mississippi Department of Education, and Ms. Wendy Clemens, the Associate Superintendent of Secondary Education, Career and Technical Education, and Professional Development. Thank you, ladies, for being with me today. Welcome to Chalkboard Chat, where we're talking about this very unique program, the Military Star School Program. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So we'll start out by letting you tell me a little bit about yourselves and how you are involved with the Military Star School Program. We'll start with you, Ms. Clemens. In my role as Associate State Superintendent, we were actually broached by a group that had been working with the governor and some of our legislators about bringing this program to our state. We are not the first state to have this program. I think the Ohio Commissioner was one of the first to implement such a program, and they call it the Purple Star Schools Program. We call it the Military Star School Program. So they approached us about possibly doing this for our schools, having this designation where schools could really think about military families, particularly students, and what they had to deal with in their transition from school to school due to their parents' work in the military. And we were all on board. I believe at that time, Dr. Kim Benton was in the role of deputy or chief academic officer. And there was nothing about this program that we hesitated on because we thought that it was sound and we thought there was a need for it. So we worked alongside them, obviously with the governor. And in February of 2022, the governor did sign the executive order, which is 1561, to bring this to our state. So we began working on the idea of it and what it would look like in our state. And that's where Ms. Corsetti comes in. She has kind of taken the helm and figured out how to take an idea and really put it into practice. Wow. So it's a relatively new program. So Ms. Crissetti, when you picked up the baton to run with this program, tell us a little bit about what you do with it. 
Yes, ma'am. Well, it came on to my purview in the fall last year. We knew that the governor had signed this proclamation in February. And so one of our previous colleagues, he had kind of headed it up and then he left to go to another association. And I said, well, we didn't want this to just go by the wayside because we knew this was so very important to not only our military families, but the students of those military families. And so again, having a school that's designated and receives this distinguished honor is showing what they are doing for our military families. So I basically took it, created an application, and I researched some of the other states that had already implemented this to see what they were requiring. We put the application out in November. There was different criteria that they had to fulfill in order to be designated as a military star school. And so we sent it out and then we started receiving the applications. Then after we received them, myself and some others on our committee, we went through the applications to see who actually had fulfilled each of the requirements on this application. Because again, we don't just want to give it out to everyone. We want to see that they truly are being a military star school and supporting those military children. And so one of the requirements of that, along with several things that they had to submit, was a web page. On their web pages, they had to show the different things that they were doing to support the military families. And one of the requirements of their web page was to show a wall that they have where they're supporting the military families. And it's been really interesting and just heartwarming to see how the schools from across the state are actually doing that. We had close to 70 schools to submit applications, and we had 61 schools that actually will be receiving this distinguished honor. And so we're very excited about that. We actually had 33 elementary schools that will be receiving it. We have 10 middle schools that will be receiving this honor, 17 high schools, and we actually have one technical center school that submitted. So again, we are super excited because this is our first to go out and to do this so across the state. The other thing that excites me is that it's not just one area of our state, but out of all of our four congressional districts, we actually have representation from three of the four congressional districts. So that also warms my heart. Well, congratulations. Sounds like we're off to a good start. We are. We're very excited about it. Yes. You talked a little bit about it, how it got started. What exactly is the mission? As educators, I come from a non-military family and, you know, as an educator, 31 years in the business, I don't know that I can say that I understand the depths of what a military family does in order to commit to serve our country, not to mention the children that are born into those families and what they have to endure. So I think the mission here is not only to assist those children and those families, but also to educate educators on what that looks like. So two components of the executive order and the Military Star Program that I believe is probably going to be the most impactful. Ms. Corsetti mentioned the website, but one of the things that the schools had to show was they had to show how they were going to offer a peer-to-peer transition program. So when those children come into that school, how are they embracing those students 
And how are they finding peers that maybe have had the same experience that those students have had to help them with that transition? So that's number one. The second thing that I think really gets at the heart of the education piece of it is the districts have to offer professional development training opportunities to staff members on the issues of military students. So I think that for me, the long-term impact is that there is an avenue for educators like myself who do not understand completely what students go through when they are part of a military family, being trained on that and made aware of it. So there's an awareness when those students come to your classroom or those students come into your building or those students get on your bus or those students come through your cafeteria line, whatever the case is, better understanding maybe what they're experiencing and how they feel so that whatever you're doing, maybe it's just a smile, maybe it's just a welcome, you know, something because those students not only need that, but obviously they deserve it, you know, for, for their commitment as well. And to add what Ms. Clemens was also stating about the schools is that each school also has designated a military point of contact. So when those families transfer, and then that is the other beauty of it is that they will already know. So if they're transferring to the coast or somewhere in the midsection of the state or even up to the northern part of our state, and they're with a military base, they can look and see which schools actually are designated as a military star school. And then they will know that there is a military point of contact person there. And that military point of contact person, as Ms. Clemens said, they're designated there to help that child's transitioning into the school. And then they're the ones that will also be training the staff and the administration on, again, the different pieces of the military. And Dr. Wren, I'll just say for myself, and Ms. Clemens knows this, it's very near and dear to my heart because my son is in the military. Mm -hmm. My son serves in the Navy. And so he has two small children right now, and they are stationed in California. However, they will be moving and transitioning, as Ms. Clemens said, with the staff to understand what those children go through when a parent is deployed. And then with the family that's left behind, you know, how they are to continue. And so all of those social emotional needs that go into that part of the transitioning piece. Again, it was very near and dear to my heart because it affects me personally. Well, the perfect person to lead up this program with our schools here in Mississippi. And thank your son for his service to our country. So you mentioned training. What does that training look like? And who all gets training? You mentioned the bus driver, you mentioned the teacher. Who all are required within the school district to become trained with this program? Well, Dr. Wren, the military point of contact person that I mentioned, so they are required to go through what's called MIC-3 training, and that is a national training. So what they do is then when they go through that training, they receive the materials then that they will be sharing with their staff and with the administration. We've already had several to submit how they were doing their training, but that they do it at the beginning of the school as we have staff training days prior to the students returning. They will do that training during that piece of it. And you both mentioned several requirements or criteria. Mm -hmm. I looked at the application. If you want to do this, You really want to do this. I think that any program that's worth having and that's really going to look after our children in the best way, the requirements should have the depth and breadth that I saw on this application. Can you just share a few of those criteria for a school if they want to become a member? 
Sure, absolutely. Well, we've already mentioned a couple of them, and that was the military point of contact. So they have mm-hmm. to designate someone in the school that will be their military point of contact. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be the counselor. Some of them use the counselor, but we know that counselors have so many things that they have to deal with. So a lot of the other schools have chosen someone else to be the military point of contact. And as we said, that person has to go through the training. Then there's their military webpage, which we mentioned. And on their military webpage, there were several criteria they had to have on that as well. And I will say that the schools that submitted applications, some of them, they were missing some of the criterion that was part of the webpage. And again, you mentioned this is a very distinguished honor. These are the criterion you had to meet. So therefore, some of them didn't meet it for this year. And we just let them know that we encourage them to try again for next year. Then we have the transition program that Ms. Clemens also talked about. So they have to lay out how they're going to do the transition program for the students, but then they have to have a student-led transition program as well. Because if they're elementary, we definitely want to see how they're using, you know, some of their upper elementary children to transition those other smaller children in. And then if they're high school, middle school, a lot of them do the peer-to-peer buddy system. Then the professional development, we definitely want all of the staff to be trained in that aspect of when a child who comes in that's in the military, and not only just that first initial transitioning into their school, but to continue is to know that's the military point of contact person, that they are in touch with the family, so then they know when the military member is deployed, then they can let the teachers know, and they can let the counselor know, so that way there's that familiar touch and face to say, we care about you, and we're here to support. And then the other is the military display. And I will say, I do have two other grandchildren here locally and went to one of their programs that they had and their school actually is receiving the designation. And there was the military honor wall and they had my son's picture up there. So that was just, you know, kind of, again, touched the mama's heart there, but it was really wonderful to see because the principal at that school actually had each of the military family's pictures up on the wall with their children from the school. So that was really special. And then again, we ask that they just show what they're doing to support the military families. As you know, the governor signed that April is Military Family Month, but he also designated April the 19th as Purple Up Day. And so, but a lot of the schools had already previously been doing a lot of these things prior to this application coming out, but schools, they will celebrate Veterans Day. A lot of them have their military to come in and to read to the children, to be a part of their school setting. It was really wonderful to see the different things that they are doing to show support for military families. Well, that's awesome. So the military really ingrained in these schools that are participating. That is wonderful. And I know the number of service members in our state is very, very high. So tell me this, you mentioned when a parent gets deployed, does it serve any families who might be moving here from other states and they can go out and look on the website of Mississippi Department of Education to determine where they might want to locate in Mississippi? Okay, this is a military star school. Does it help them as well? Yes, ma'am. That's something that I was speaking with a friend of mine, not in the education world, but just sharing about this because they had served in the military. Mm -hmm. And they said, this is wonderful news to hear because they actually had a family member who was in the military and they were moving to the area. 
And so what we've actually done is on our MBE webpage, when they first log in, there will be different tabs. And one actually is for families. And if they click on the family and they just look at the different options that are there, one of the options that is there is military star school program. And so as Ms. Clemens said, this is something that is nationally known. There are 31 other states that already are doing this. And so they will be familiar with that term, military star. And so they would then be able to click on it and it will take them to the page. And on that page, it lists all of our schools that have been designated as a military star school. Awesome. So if there's someone listening into this podcast, they know where to go. So is it once a military star school, always a military star school? No, ma'am. They will receive this designation for two years because we want to ensure that not a one and done type thing. So we will still continue to be checking their web pages to be looking to see if they're upkeeping their end of the bargain, so to speak. We hope that this word gets out and that more schools decide that they want to go through this process because ultimately I would love to see every one of our schools across the state be a military star school from the standpoint that it is showing that support for the military families. So with that, every year we would be accepting applications, but once they receive it, they would be that military star for two years. So the ones who will be receiving it for this year, they will be good until 2025. That's great. Just a constant check-in, and then they get to re-up in a couple of years. Another thing I wanted to say about that, and I want to make sure that we communicate, like Ms. Corsetti said, we want every school. So there's an application process, but it is not a competitive process. All the application is for is to make sure that we have strong programming in our state, that we have consistent programming in our state. And, you know, we mentioned that there were 31 other states that did this. You know, as these families move from other areas of our country to our state, we want our programs to be strong. We want them to be the strongest. You know, we want families who move into our state to say Mississippi does this better than any other state. They value our military. They value our service. So I just want to make sure that folks understand that the application process is certainly not there to hinder schools from becoming military star schools because it is not competitive. And the application process, if a school is out there and listening and decides, you know, this is something that we're really interested in. The MDE is here to help you become that military star school. So it's not one of those applications that are just it's out there online and you have to question how to get in. You know, we're here to talk to you about it and help you. And then hopefully as more schools come on to become military star schools, districts and schools learn from each other. We hope that they will network and we'll provide them opportunities to network because what I'm finding is our schools are not just meeting the bare minimum requirement. They're going above and beyond. They are being very innovative and thinking out of the box about how to help these families and these children. And so we hope to build a network of schools in our state that will learn from each other and therefore grow these programs. Based on what you were saying, Ms. Clemens, in terms of this is not competitive, we want all schools in Mississippi to be a part. Will the application process always take place in February? I don't know necessarily that it'll have to. 
we were kind of building this from scratch. Of course, mm -hmm. you know, leaning on other states who went before us, but developing our own process. Mm -hmm. And so I know that Tammy will have some information to add to this, but we want to work through this process this year, work with our local school districts to determine, is this the best timeline for granting military star schools? We do like the fact that we're awarding these schools in April. We're actually going to host a military star recognition program on April the 18th at Brandon High School where the military star contact, the superintendent and the principal of each school are recognized and provided recognition for what they've done. The governor will join us there at that program. So it's really good, the timeline, in the sense that it's coming during the recognition month. They're being recognized. So we like that component of it, but as with anything that we implement for the very first time, we will get feedback and we will just make sure that this timeline does fit and it is conducive for school districts and their application. Because again, anything we can do to encourage more application, we certainly want to do that. The application is actually online now for them to apply for next year. And so that gives them from the beginning of school to go ahead and start looking because they'll have like a Veterans Day program. That is something that a lot of schools do. So there are a lot of things that they could be doing to get into place to meet all of the requirements on that. And then there would be several opportunities where they choose for their military point of contact person for them to get that training. So again, that they could have all of the pieces of the application in place prior to that deadline. But again, as what Ms. Clemens said, we absolutely will get feedback from our districts to say when would be a better time. But we do, as you know, Ms. Clemens said, part of the thought process was that if we could honor those schools during that month of April, because it is deemed a military family month, we just felt like that was just really appropriate for us to do it during that time. Absolutely. So I know the schools are excited to get in their stars coming up right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. So before I end our conversation, what good stories have you heard so far? What just kind of sticks out from any school that you've heard how this has really helped a child? I've heard so many good things. I will say that we actually have four military liaisons that represent our different military bases across the state. And they reached out to me and they've been very supportive in this whole process. And just to listen to their excitement to see these schools and what they're doing and coming on board, you can hear the excitement in their voices. I haven't seen them and met them face to face. However, I can hear the excitement in their voice over, you know, what their schools are doing and how they're stepping up to support that. I will say too, as Ms. Clemens said, we are here to help those schools because that was part of the process. If the school was struggling and not knowing what to have or what they should submit, I was on the phone with them, walking them through and someone was speaking and she said, Ms. Corsetti, you don't remember me, do you? And I said, no. And she said, I'm a former student of yours. She said, my husband is in the military. And so they are actually stationed, I believe in Meridian. So she is their military point of contact for that school oh, wow. district. That just made 
made my heart happy. And she said, it just makes me so happy to hear that you're still a part of doing these things and just impacting students across the state. So that just kind of made my heart happy. But yes, I do believe it is something that we're just going to see just continue to ripple across our state in that support for our military families. And again, that's what it's about is just being there to support those children, to support the families as when they're deployed, as when they're all together as a family unit. You have the happiest heart then. I always like to think when you're doing what makes you happy, it doesn't feel like work. Sounds like you're really enjoying this and this is really great program. Ms. Clemens, why don't you go ahead and give us that web address where someone could go and find the information about the program. If they go to mdek12.org and forward slash military star school. I appreciate you ladies for coming on talking to me about this today. Is there anything that you feel like I should have asked that I missed asking about the program? Ms. Clemens mentioned that our recognition is April the 18th at Brandon High School, so we're excited about that. We've also invited our military commanding officers for all of our bases across the state, so they will be there. We're going to recognize them. We're excited just to say thank you for your service, and I think that's what this whole program ultimately is about, is to let those military members know that we understand the sacrifice that they make and that that sacrifice not only affects them, but their families and so we are here to try to help support them in that whole aspect. Wow I thank you and we at Mississippi Public Broadcasting thanks every single military family and those who are on the front line both men and women serving our country and certainly the work that you all are doing at the Mississippi Department of Education to support their children. So we're calling all schools calling all schools become a part of the Military Star School program application is out there on the MDE website. That website is mdek12.org forward slash military star school. So go look at the application, see what all the criteria are for you to get started and sign up. Thank you, Ms. Clemens and Ms. Crosetti for being here and sharing with me all this wonderful information about the Military Star School program in the state of Mississippi. This program supports our students of military families, and it warms my heart to hear that we're taking care of this population of students, providing this service to these families in a very unique way. So thank you for your service to the students of Mississippi. Thank you for what you do. Dr. Graham, we enjoy you. Thank you for all you get out there about education and helping us. We appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having this conversation with me. You've been listening to Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAS. Thank you for tuning in. Before you go, please be sure to leave a positive review for Chalkboard Chat and subscribe to be the first to know when the new episode releases. See you next time.